What's up, guys? Here with you with FC Wonder Kid, episode 54. Here with my guy, Bretson. How are you? Doing great, man. We need to get right into it because, man, oh, man, did a lot happen in this last week. <laughs> um, what do you got? What do you got for me from the from the get go here? Let's get started. From the get go, we got to talk about the Galacticos, OK, because Real Madrid have won their 35th La Liga title in which for Ancelotti, he's got a bold stat, hasn't he, Bretson? He's got a yes, bold stat. What is it? Oh, Carlo Ancelotti becomes the first manager to win all of the major European leagues. He won La Liga with Real Madrid, League One with PSG, Bundesliga with Bayern, Serie A with AC Milan, and finally the Premier League with Chelsea. So, um, that's got, a, that's amazing. He's got to win. He's got to win in Portugal, Liga Nos. He's got to win Liga Nos to get that six yeah. rep. <laughs> Nah, head, but, to, head to MLS next, Mr. Ancelotti. Let's go. Yes, Ancelotti is supporting Canada in the World Cup. So yes. there's a possibility <laughs> to get Ancelotti one day in the MLS. I, I, that could happen. Toronto? Nah, Insignia is there. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe. Yeah, Insignia's not there yet, but he will be there. And Bob Bradley, uh, Bob Bradley's running the show right now. But yeah, Carlo Ancelotti, man, come on. Yes. Uh, done wonders there. He's, he's got a chance. He's got a chance heading uh, back to the Bernabeu uh, for the Champions League final mm -hmm. and uh, a 35th La Liga title. Um, I don't know if it would have happened without Karim Benzema, mm -hmm. um, but man, oh man, uh, does does that stat ring true for absolutely everybody? So Carlo Ancelotti, good on you, man. For sure. Oof. And another player, too, that, I'm, that has a bold stat is Marcel. Marcelo, by yeah. winning this La Liga, becomes the most coveted, uh, the, the player with the most titles ever yes. for Real Madrid. And look, yeah. Marcelo comes with the dream of getting to one day to Roberto Carlos' legacy. And look, yeah. Marcelo, you did a really good job. And the fullbacks in Brazil and Real Madrid, that's the link-up that we love to see. And now it's not fullbacks, it's wingers. And we often yeah. focus on Vini Jr., but Rodrigo, Rodrigo Góes, like the assistant Marcelo did to Rodrigo, he was in tears yep. afterwards. So mm -hmm. it was yep. the, the symbolize that was so good. It was so good to see. Oh, it was. And, and, and you almost have to bring it up. Uh, Ken Ancelotti, is this the beginning of, of him essentially doing with Rodrigo mm. what he did with Vinicius? Um, and, you know, he's finding his ground uh, and he's he's made some great 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 contributions uh to real madrid's form over the over the last few months uh, mm -hmm. when they needed it the most i mean as april is definitely the best month um of his whole season for him and oh. you might recall there was there was a time nobody was talking about rodrigo 100%. nobody 100%. um so hey it's it's great to see it and i hope it continues but um i'd say i'd say rodrigo know. right now in terms of talents yeah. he's definitely one of the the most attractive left wingers in the world right now last six games he's got four goals two assists i think he's got like two three penalties that there were fouls on him so like the yeah. impact in april in april is <laughs> amazing so congratulations uh real madrid and two they do amazing business they win titles because they do excellent business and we have another yeah. deal confirmed by fabrizio romano and it is Finally, the center-back duo is going to be Alaba and Rudiger. 
next season and boy oh boy that is the right move for Real Madrid and they've signed like on a free like Alaba Rudiger yep. and they're maybe gonna get Mbappé on a free transfer we all know it's big signing fees but still excellent business for Real Madrid and it just shows yep. the brand makes it happen everybody wants to be a Galactico so yeah oh Lewandowski no <laughs> yeah oh. <laughs> but there was a time you would have loved <laughs> yeah yeah but I mean come on Rudiger although mm. I don't know you had some pretty harsh words for Real Madrid the other day mm. especially their back line of Militao and uh, mm -hmm. uh who else was back there um it was so, Nacho. Uh, I was like Militao yeah, and Nacho yeah, right, for me yeah worst passing duo yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I don't know how much Rudiger is going to improve that, but you, you better believe Rudiger is going to fight for the badge because uh, he seems to do it everywhere he goes. Mm -hmm. um, but I don't know, man. I mean, would, would Los Blancos, would their success this year, right? And, mm -hmm. and let's be honest, a 4-3 loss, right, in Manchester, it is a loss. Don't get me wrong. It but is. with the, the way goals rule gone, mm -hmm. right? Um, there's every bit of possibility, every bit of a chance that they have to get things done at the Bernabeu. Mm -hmm. um, but none of this would have been possible without Kareem Benzema, Fuck. right? And Fuck. and and Kareem Benzema, I mean, you can call it, you know, Vinzema too, if you want to add Vinicius <laughs> to it. Um, but man, the stones on him mm -hmm. to hit a Panenka after missing your last two penalties. I mean, come on, like... I don't know of any person that, that would bounce back like that, except, you know, Bukayo Saka doing it in the Premier League <laughs> these last couple times after the, the abuse he received yes. um, at, in the year of 2020. I, I just love it because, you know, Benzema's up 42. He's up to 42 goals, mm -hmm. 13 assists. Uh, he's got 14 goals in 10 Champions League games. Oh, he's got eight goals or so. Um, uh, what, what's the stat? He's got two Cristiano Ronaldo stats uh, beaten. As of late, he's the first player since Cristiano Ronaldo to score 40-plus goals in a season for Los Blancos. Jeez. He's also the first player since Cristiano Ronaldo with eight goals plus in a Champions League knockout stage. And he's got potentially two matches left to play. Mm -hmm. One definitely, one possibly. And I'd, I'd be very surprised if Real Madrid uh, doesn't, if, if they are going to win or have a chance to win these next two games, mm -hmm. Karim Benzema needs to be as deadly in front of goal as he has been. But 100%. it's been amazing to see him. It's been amazing to see Rodrigo step up because let's be honest, they probably wouldn't be here if Rodrigo did not put away that Trevela assist from Modric. Um previously yes so real madrid i know we just mashed the champions league and la liga together but Bad it's been a good week coming off the back of a topsy-turvy you know march and april uh they got it done and now their sole focus is on what <laughs> it is on champions, champions league semi-final leg two and yeah he said it like benzema do you reckon the best player right now in the champions league right benzema yeah no debate yeah and that's it like yeah, yeah. i really feel like i agree with you if they're gonna get something done it's with Benzema. And another stat just to finish it off with Real. It's the fact that Florentino Perez, as the president mm -hmm. of Real Madrid, has won 50 trophies for Real Madrid. Like, what a president. I gotta say, man. He does the deals. He makes it happen for, for Real. And, yeah, it seems like, yeah. They're, and, they're, yeah. Oh. yeah, and just to put that in perspective, 50 trophies. Put that in perspective, Marcelo, as you mentioned previously, mm -hmm. has become the most decorated player in Real Madrid history, mm -hmm. okay? And he has 20, 
four. So the, the fact that this guy's been around for 50 of these trophies is absolutely ridiculous because of that staying power of Marcelo. I mean, it's it's pretty awesome. I don't always love to, you know, give all the love to Real Madrid, but <laughs> considering some of the losses that they've gone through mm-hmm. um, previous leading up to this, where a lot of people said they're going to get caught for La Liga title, they're going to get this, they're going to get that. Um, these guys just keep hanging in there. And my God, I mean, Casemiro, mm-hmm. Modric, Tony Cruz, we have to do midfield three, midfield trio, right? They've got to rank up there. What do you think? Top three all time? Yeah, top three. Xavi, okay. Iniesta, Busquets, they're there too. Yeah. Uh, those that, those two trios are definitely in the top three of all time. So, but yeah. yeah. Ooh, groovy. That, those are both trios. But, oh, my day. So much happened. And in the La Liga, people, tell us what have we missed with Real? Go bold and tell us in the comment section. But now, Premier League. Oh, this has been an interesting week in the Prem. And I got to start for Everton fans. Yes, Lampard did it. And he did it against the club that he knows best. And Richarlison. If there's a player that is going to score that goal for you guys to stay, it's Richarlison. And big up on Pickford. That was a world Class game by Pickford, okay? I was shook. So, yeah, yeah I got I to gotta give those ups to those two. Oh, my days. I mean, when they needed it most. Um, man, watching that game, the, the, the camera panning in to, to Goodison Park, going, I mean, there are people in tears. And they haven't done it yet. The great escape, not really a great escape, <laughs> but they have not done it yet. But that win, that win was absolutely monumental. It was absolutely needed. And uh, yeah, Jordan Pickford, man, um, phenomenal to see. And that's coming off of what? Ben Godfrey got injured uh, mm-hmm. previously, so he wasn't part of the game. I mean, there's just a lot of things started to pile up. The dominoes mm-hmm. seemed to be falling for Everton to where it felt like they were going to be down. And now they have a game in hand. They're mm-hmm. two points behind Leeds United. And as much as I hate to say it, as much as I hate to say it, <laughs> Jesse Marsh and Leeds United have a tougher road. From here on out. And if Everton can get one more big win, I think, maybe two or, you know, um, they're they're going to make it. They have the fixtures <laughs> they're to stay behind, in the right? Premier League. They're game behind, they are. right? Oof. They and are. Like, I think yeah. Burnley, though. Don't you reckon Burnley? Like, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, hey, Bur- Burnley, Dwight McNeil's uh, Root Weghorst. I mean, a lot of these guys are really starting to pep up. They scored two goals in the in the uh, after the 80th minute True. to get a result the other day, and I just don't see them going down now. I mean, I you'd surprised. think, you yeah. would think. Well, actually, I don't know. You fire a boss, and I guess generally people tend to what pep up because they don't want to mm-hmm. lose their job. But uh, when you put it in a relegation perspective, Burnley from a, you know, looking at the paper mm-hmm. and deciding who's the most talented squad is definitely last on this bunch. There's no mm-hmm. Rafinha there, right? Mm-hmm. There is no um, Richarlison there on that mm-hmm. team sheet. Um, and the fact that Burnley has gotten those results, uh, Everton's only hoping that they can pull pull a couple more out. So I don't know. Right now, my odds on, sadly, and... Pour one out for Norwich City here. Uh, they're going down again. That's the jersey I'm wearing today, if you can see that, Alex. But <laughs> I, I'm just, I'm looking at it and I'm saying, right now, if I had to pick, mm-hmm. I'm changing my horse to, unfortunately, I believe Jesse Marsh and Leeds United might be on their way down. And like and the I, fans too, like mm-hmm. watching that game, like there was a moment that Rafinha 
took like three, yeah. like a proper minute just saying to the fans, why are you throwing me that? Like, I'm a star player in this team. You guys, want, you're throwing me plastic? Like, Rafinha yeah. was honestly shook. And he's out of there. He's out of there after I saw that. And he, he, another player, too, that I was thinking, who's out, too, is who's not playing in this game? It's Lukaku. Lukaku yeah. ain't playing in a crucial game against Everton, okay? And I was, I was, I'm a bit doubtful if Lukaku even stays after this season, okay? I, I'm not sure if it's going to happen, but with that Chelsea takeover, the number is yeah. 4 billion not right now, okay? 4 billion. I, I, like, how much is it going to be sold for and to who? So, yeah. The takeover. Yeah, and you've got you've you've got that in the most prized possession. The the, oh. the the player you spent the most on is also probably the person farthest away from hitting any sort of potential that he he has currently. He just doesn't look like he wants to be there, mm -hmm. and it's I don't I don't even know what to say about it anymore. Um, mm -hmm. But Chelsea's in a tough place because if they're not careful, they're going to get caught. They will get caught by Arsenal. Um, <laughs> Arsenal big win, uh, yes. and they are now within three points. Their goal difference is uh, very different, mm -hmm. but they are now within three points of Chelsea, and um, they they could do it. They, I mean, they honestly could do it. Mm -hmm. I, it's 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 great I, to see. But with Arsenal, like big win, big win against West Ham. Absolutely, I, I wasn't I wasn't expecting like and and a player too that I'm I'm very surprised on how he's being crucial in my opinion, especially in these last three games is Eddie and Ketia. Okay, he didn't score against West Ham, but I guarantee you he was crucial for that win because the West Ham defenders couldn't get enough of him and the constant pressure. Like, I really enjoyed seeing what Arsenal did. Like, getting a win away against West Ham, a team that seems unbeatable in the Prem, especially at home. Oof, and for the West Ham fans, you guys need a striker. You guys need a striker. <laughs> I was feeling that 100%, man. Antonio, he's a great player. Don't get me wrong. A West Ham legend. But I really feel like West Ham needs to sign up a striker. And, yeah, this, this team is... Great job, though. Jared Bowen scoring. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah I uh, mean... They, they're, they're just missing they're missing all the chances they had um yeah. that was one where they needed a point at least and wow um but uh, do you have any strikers in mind i mean mm. if you're going down the west ham pike of a striker mm -hmm. i mean i know adam hozek um uh, don't know if he'd be out and out striker probably not mm. he'd be more of a reserved striker I agree. um but man i uh I, I don't know. I don't know the answer. I mean, he's. Let's be honest. David Moyes has worked miracles with with West Ham this year. Mm -hmm. uh, I think they're a lot further along than they expected. Um, and yeah, they're a few key pieces away from doing it. But by all means, uh, Arsenal going in there, getting the the three points. Rob Holding getting his first goal <laughs> ever in the in the in an yeah in the Premier League. Yeah. I mean, these are things that need to happen for Arsenal to kind of get back to their their ways. But I'm gonna have to disagree with you on Enkedia. Because he he confused me. He mm. confused me. And I think a lot of that has to do with reps, right? I mean, he's not getting all the reps that I don't know if he deserves them, but he's not getting the reps to kind of work through the kinks of it all because I thought he was kind of a waste of space for the first 45 minutes. Mm. That might be a little harsh. Um, but but he, so. did, he did pep things up. He did pep things up a little later on in the game. And I did have specifics written down, but I didn't put them on, uh, didn't put them on the, um, you know, the little doc we got here that we uh we referenced so i don't know man i do you think arsenal could catch chelsea in third 
I, pff, I don't believe Tuchel will let that happen. I don't believe. But I do think that Arteta in these le- late stages, he's tuning yeah. in his squad to start next season in the right pace. Odegaard captain, he seems to be really good in that role. I do think they already have key strikers. They already have three players that they must go for. I think Jonathan David isn't on that list, being honest. Okay. So, um, yeah. I yeah, Arsenal, I think it's hope for the future. And seeing Gabriel on the score sheets, yeah. like, and even players like Saliba coming back, I see that they maybe they're going to sell him. That, for me, is a bit of a... Um, Disappointment because I want to see Saliba striving at Arsenal because for me that was an yeah. excellent buy that Arsenal did at the time. So let's, yeah. I think, I think it's a hope. And Saka, Saka, I think if Saka doesn't get Champions League football next season, I think he'll go. I think he'll Ooh. go. Okay, because Saka right now is no doubt in my mind one of the, like Foden and Saka for me are top two right now in form, okay. English talents. Yeah. Like, and for me to think that Saka doesn't have the chance to play Champions League football and to see Foden, like, banging goals against Real Madrid, getting that experience, I, yeah. I know Saka is like, I one day have to get there. So I hope he does. And hopefully it's with Arsenal getting that top four. But I know a team yeah. that's making it hard and structurally finally tuning things in because they're listening to their man and it's Tottenham. Tottenham yeah. with Conte, like just like West Ham Arsenal, tough game. Tottenham Leicester, it's not that easy too. And Tottenham getting it done with an excellent fashion. And Hyung Ming Son. If there's a player Amazing. that improved with someone, with Conte, it's Son. He's mm-hmm. got 19 goals this season, which is his personal best, okay? Conte yeah. with Kane, Son, Kulu at the back, like unbelievable trio and he's starting to cook things in there and wow amazing yeah man amazing. i i'm i'm with you on it and uh he now has 20 goals i think uh outright this season um and the funny thing is if you go back okay and i know 20 the, the number 20 has been sullied right you know 40 is the new number Lewandowski and holland and all these players just score 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 but obviously son does a lot okay mm-hmm. And he does it so consistently uh, to the point where the last six seasons he now averages almost dead on 20 goals a season. Um, And it's just whether or not he goes double digits and assists, which is more often than not. Um, But that's even more impressive when you consider the fact that who's he share a pitch with? He shares the pitch with Harry Kane. (laughs) Harry Kane does all the scoring. Harry Kane does all the penalty kicks. Harry Kane gets most of the attention. Uh, but Son has found a way to be an impact uh, to a team that was, man, oh, man, were they up and down this whole season. Up and down, and they are very, very close to Champions League football. Um, they're hanging in there. Um, and they're, you know, it, it's it's impressive considering all the mind games Antonio Conte plays, <laughs> considering he had to, what, definitively dismiss interest in the PSG job this week. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, you know, it's pretty impressive what they're doing there. But yeah, uh, Son, yeah, Son is one of my favorite players in the Premier League. I think hands down, just from a, like a personal and a professional perspective, mm-hmm. he just, he's just great. Great to think, watch. Do you think if Son was at Real Madrid or Son was like at Man City, you think he'd be maybe in a top five Ballon d'Or race? Oh my Wow, that's a stretch. It's not a stretch that my my little brain uh, could take 
at this moment in time. Mm-hmm. But I don't I, know. I I, I, I I really don't know. That's a doubt. That, and that's the thing, too. He's going to stay at Tottenham. He like yeah. I know so, he's got to get a trophy, man. He's got to get a trophy for Tottenham. Like, yeah. there's the best chance. So I, I can see it happening. And a player, too, that's working a lot and improving a lot, too, is Romero. Romero with Conte mm-hmm. is a is a much better centre-back. Much better. And I fully expect yeah. Tottenham to be too in the race for another centre-back, okay? Like, not everyone can get Conte, Pau Torch all on the same mm-hmm. team. So, like, Conte, El, Conte and Tottenham, they have a chance to get one of those centre-backs. And let's wait and see. But Kuluzevski, just want to give a last shout-out. Seven assists, okay? Seven assists, yeah. okay. It's such an instant impact. And I'm dying to see what he's going to do next season, starting in with Conte and the players, too, that he might get to be around him. Oh, I yeah. am I'm yeah. very excited. Oh, But but here's the thing. All of this is moot. Mm. All of this doesn't mean anything. Because guess what? Mm. Manchester United, <laughs> Tottenham, Chelsea, they're not winning titles. Mm-hmm. As long as Jurgen Klopp and Pep Guardiola are in the Premier League, okay? And Jurgen Klopp, yes. actually, to our surprise, just signed up for another two years. Um, so it's going to be Klopp versus Pep for another couple years at least. And I know, you know what, Pep Pep ends next year, right? His mm-hmm. deal ends next year. And there's talk about whether or not he extends as well. And if he extends, I mean, I, think I don't know what's going to happen. I think Holland. Yeah, I think Holland helped too. <laughs> I think it was I like think that's a fair uh, assumption. It's like I need something. Holland. Yeah, yeah I think that does it. <laughs> but shake like, it up a little bit, please. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's like please give me more. But like even it's it's very interesting now that City so many pieces to and Foden. Like for me, Foden is gotten so much better, and he's got like yeah. three league titles already at 21. And to see his impact too already, I think it's the second season that Phil yeah. Foden gets double digits in goals and assists. So Pep Guardiola, amazing develop with development with the Stockport magician Phil Foden. Yeah. I gotta say, like all my days, like great, great, and he's a leader. I start to see that. That that voice on the pitch, that uh, that confidence, Foden has yeah. it, has it, and yeah, it's it's really exciting. Did you have like the academy players, Cole Palmer's? You got so I know, many. oh, I know, and 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 our biased take in in that we follow U twenty three, U twenty one, whatever you know, youngsters, is that I would love to see who Pep Guardiola's next Phil Foden is, right? And we haven't yet seen it except in small increments, like with Cole Palmer. <laughs> Um, like with Mac- Liam Delop. Yes. But I mean, come on, you actually go down Manchester City's, you know, rung mm-hmm. and you see they're dominant in the U18 Premier League. They're yep. dominant in the Premier League too. They're dominant pretty much all up and down. Mm-hmm. And um, unfortunately, it's become more of kind of a profit machine. Sell them off instead of essentially, you know, blood them, put them into your 11. Uh, but look, but looking at their bench, right, they definitely had a lot of guys there that, that, that were there to see Manchester City get it done against Leeds United, right? But none of them really saw the pitch. So I would love to see that switch. Mm-hmm. But when you are, when it's a two-team race, mm-hmm. for at least at, at least until, as we've mentioned, Klopp leaves, at least until Pep 
leaves the Premier League. Um, I don't think you're going to see these guys get their chances um, the same way Phil Foden hung in there. Remember, there were many, many instances where Phil Foden, there was talk about him leaving. He never did. He stuck it out. He earned it. He earned Pep's trust. Um, and oh, yeah. uh, it, 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 it is amazing. Loan move to yeah. Leeds with Bielsa at the time. And right. it was just cut. Wow. It was cut with his performances in which he was proving himself. And that's another player, too, that with all yeah. these rumors of Haaland going to Man City, what's up, Gabriel Zouche? What's it's... up? Like, in a week, he scored six goals and had one assist. In one yep. week. I don't know if it's the Holland news going to Man City or it's the Arsenal news interested in him. So whatever yep. it is, keep on balling, Gabriel Zouj. I don't want the same that happened to Leroy Sané. I think Leroy Sané was better at City. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. So sure. I hope Gabriel Zouj gets to a level that he's even better at staying or going. So... Yeah, I think he's making a stance, though, for Man City fans to say, why are we going to sell him? Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, so you said Leroy Sané was better in a City shirt than a Bayern shirt? I f yeah, I feel that. I feel mm. that. Mm. I feel that. I feel I that. I okay, all right. Um, I all right, I'm, I'm going to have to, you know, respectfully disagree. Uh, but I understand where you're coming from because, yeah, I, the, the, the second half of the season, sure. But Leroy mm -hmm. Sané, well, whatever. But Gabriel Je uh, Jesus, okay? Uh, if you go back to a couple seasons ago mm -hmm. when Manchester City booted Real Madrid, I think it was out of the round of 16 at that point, Gabriel Jesus scored in both of those legs, okay? So, sign him up, put your bet down on the table, whatever you gotta do, okay? I'd be very surprised if Gabriel Jesus does not score at the Bernabeu this week, okay? Um, and he's already got a goal in the first, so here he is. <laughs> There you go. Mr. I I haven't started since January uh, comes on in and he has scored so many goals, seven goals in his last five starts for Manchester City. So, um, and, and all of this is shading over the fact that Kevin De Bruyne, mm -hmm. um, is, is he not the most informed midfielder on the planet right now? Uh, if Mo I think Modric wants to say something in that Madrid game with that, but I... Yes, I think so. I think Mo I yeah. think De Bruyne. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll go the Because Bruyne. Modric was still he was he was slapped about a couple times. And don't get me wrong, <laughs> uh but he was slapped about a couple times in some of those weird losses that Real Madrid uh stomached including that, you know, I think it was a four zip loss mm -hmm. in El Clasico. I could be wrong. Uh, um oh, the, but um, yeah, I feel you with but Benzema yeah. didn't play. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> well, that was but but, but I say something with Casemiro. He didn't play in the first mm -hmm. leg against against City. And I don't know what Ancelotti did there. Like, tactics-wise, I think Camavinga coming on, retaining ball more. But, like, Casemiro, I think he's going to play in the Bernabeu. And that can make yeah. a difference. That can make yeah. a difference. Oh, Camavinga, man. Best 30 million euros spent. Because uh, I, I agree with you. I, I think Fox. he did a lot of the Fox. the mucking, mucking up the middle of the field that needed to happen. Because let's let's not... Like, let's not sugarcoat this for mm -hmm. Manchester City. They should have had six, seven, eight goals in that first leg. I, I don't even think that that is hyperbole. <laughs> they should have put Real Madrid away early on in that game. They had them so far on the back foot. They uh, Real Madrid was flustered. They were making mistakes left right. and right. Mm -hmm. uh, they couldn't get 
protection. Uh, they couldn't get ball retention. Mm -hmm. um, it, it just, the, their press wasn't working. Nothing was working for Real Madrid. They had them, a couple misses, a couple dumb, kind of like, uh, whatever. I'm going yeah, the, on. The, the, uh, there's a moment that Marquez did a miss, and Guardiola, was, and it was 2-0. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he missed yeah. Marquez a 3-0 three, a three goal. And like, mm -hmm. Guardiola, you could see it. He knew the importance yeah. of that miss. And he was fuming. So <laughs> let's wait and see. I think the Champions League, let's wait and see who's going to win. Tell us down below. Go bull with those predictions. And the other team, Liverpool, like, oh, yeah. it's it's great. Now, Klopp getting 20-26. Trent 2. At 23, Trent already has three semifinals in his locker, okay? Future captain, no doubt. And yeah, if Klopp's going to stay there longer, Trent is definitely going to be an excellent player in the future, the present and future of Liverpool. So I'm yeah. really hyped about that. And it was a tough game to win in the league against Newcastle at home it that was. seemed unbeatable, okay? And Brunke Marenc played really well too against mm -hmm. Liverpool. Okay, they didn't win. They lost 1-0. But still, he managed to show his skill and yeah tough win i was like just like leeds so great win by yeah. liverpool and man city showing that they really are gonna go until the end for that time toe to toe race. man toe to toe and 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 we're gonna get to see it for a little while longer and i i do have to ask mm. um well no i first off i agree about that newcastle win they gutted that win out because hey you've got three liverpool players in the top five of premier league scoring you've got Salah with 22 you've got jota with 15 you've got mané with 14 and who was it that scored the winner against newcastle nabi keita right it was nabi keita so it, it's exactly it's exactly what you need when you're in this premier league race right you need somebody else to step up next man up can't get it done. Nabi Kate is going to get it done for you. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I, it brings up a, a something, and then we can move on from the Premier League. Um, okay, so Klopp's sticking around. Do you really think that he would have stuck around if he didn't maybe know a little something about maybe Mo Salah's contract negotiation? What do you think? Mm, I th I th honestly, I think Klopp yeah. wants to keep Salah, but Klopp mm -hmm. being Klopp, I think he's already got an alternative if Mo Salah... Uh, doesn't get that negotiation because I think the future of Mo Salah is put on yeah. hold with the future of Mbappé. Because if Mbappé decides to go to Real, there, yeah. there's a vacant spot for PSG. If he doesn't want to go to Real, then Real can go get Krish, maybe, and Salah. Mm -hmm. Something like that can happen. Something crazy. So I, I, yeah. I believe that there's a, this summer is going to be interesting. <laughs> it is. Summer. It is really going to be interesting. And I just, I, I have to bring it up because like, if you're signing just a two-year deal, mm -hmm. you're signing two-year deal. You, mm -hmm. you kind of want consistency, right? You yes. want a foundation and who do you know the best? Who can you work with the best? Somebody who's in his prime and that's Mo Salah, mm -hmm. right? I get the fact that you might have a target beyond that, mm -hmm. but there's no guarantee that they all turn out like a Luis Diaz who comes in and just, you know, hits the ground running. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and when you open it up to the transfer market, wouldn't you rather spend the last two years at Liverpool, assuming he doesn't, you know, do it mm -hmm. again and sign on the dotted line again? Doesn't it make sense to stick with the cards you know instead of revamp? No, for sure. For but, Salah, I think it'd be I think it'd be the best for him to see what happened to Coutinho and mm -hmm. not leave Liverpool and sign that contract. Yeah. But I do understand that the money needs to be right. But for mm -hmm. if, if Liverpool managed to get Darwin Nunes, that I'm seeing a ton, a ton 
of news here in Portugal by credible people saying there's interest, there's real interest. So I, I, I'm, I'm very interested to see this, what's going to happen in the transfers. And like Eric Ten Hag too, United. Like I know we could talk about transfers later, but like I know Eric Ten Hag yeah. has got to move these pieces and talking transfers quickly. Like we got to talk about like the. Rest in peace, man. Mino Raiola, one of the yeah. the most prestigious agents, one of the best agents in the game in football. If you guys don't know, he's the agent of Ibra, Pogba, Haaland. I've got here Delict, Donnarumma. Donnarumma. Yeah. So, like, the, yeah. the impact he has in the world of football is huge. So, rest in peace, uh, Raiola. And there is yeah. news already that Ibra, Zlatan Ibrahimovic, is going to team up with Vincenzo Raiola and retire this season and become the leading icon of that agency. So I think it fits him. <laughs> I think it fits yeah. Ibra with the confidence. So Yeah. I, and they need uh, they need someone to replace that image. So Haaland getting tips from Ibra. <laughs> yeah, but 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 here's the thing. It, Zlatan has an overabundance of confidence, but he mm -hmm. also has to be able to give it to other players yeah. because Mina Rayola, as you see from the outpouring from, you know, Moise Keane, from Erling Holland, from Paul Pogba, mm -hmm. uh, from De Ligt and Verratti, um, mm -hmm. he obviously had an outsized effect. I mean, it, you, you can argue his practices and stuff like that, whatever. Mm -hmm. You can be judgmental of that all you want. Mm -hmm. But in the end, what did Mina Rayola do? The best he always clients. got what was best for his client. Right, mm -hmm. what was best for his client, and I'll tell you what, he, he, passing at fifty-four is definitely not a future I want. But man, did that that man pack mm -hmm. as much as he most possibly could professionally uh, into that short period of time that he was on this earth. So yeah, mm -hmm. rest in peace, and um, and it's it, Zlatan as the the that that just blew my mind. I think it's so gonna that's going to be interesting. I think for East of Milan fans. That's what they want to happen. And I think, too, with Raiola, something I like about him is I think yeah. even professionally, yes, financially, mm -hmm. there's a lot of moves that people like the Pogba, Pogba, all that marketing. Sure. But like Haaland having a release clause, maybe it was mm -hmm. the best thing for Haaland to get that release clause. And if he didn't, maybe Haaland would be going to Man United instead of Man City. And right now, maybe. for his career... It, it's so much better to go to Man City and learn with Guardiola next to Foden. So he does the best for his players too in terms of career, or he tries. So it's sure. it's definitely gonna be felt. And Raiola was a huge, huge um, figure in what league? Serie A. Mm. And Serie A is cooking up. And look who got that goal? Rafael Yampa. Rafael Leon, 10 go league goals this season for AC yep. Milan. And that match winner is what we want to see. Deciding yep. moments. Great decision making. Absolutely. That's what... Get that contract extension with AC Milan. Come on, Rafael Leon. But um, I mean, he better. He, he better. <laughs> he deserves it. I mean, he's scoring goals when he needs to score goals. And um, all of that, Close. all of that... It, it is it, all of that pales in comparison, though. Rafael Liao has been phenomenal, but it pales in comparison to what that uh, Rossoneri defense has done. Yes. Okay. All right. We got to talk about you know David Calabria. We've mm -hmm. got to talk about uh, Kalulu. We've mm -hmm. got to talk about everybody on that back line. Teo. Tamori, uh, Teo, of course. Like I mean, it. this is an average age of about twenty-three, and they've given up one goal. 
one goal in their last eight Serie A matches. Seven clean sheets over that same time period. And they are now two points ahead of Inter Milan at the top. And if they win it, man, it's their first Scudetto in 11 years, I think. Right? That's massive. That is just absolutely massive. And the crazier thing, Pioli and Maldini, right? They have found a way. They have found a way to not only be competitive this year and be in the driver's seat to win this thing, they have found a way to potentially make themselves relevant for many years to come. Mm -hmm. Many years to come. Um, so I, AC Milan is one I'm going to be watching a lot in the future. But come on, they've got three fixtures mm -hmm. left. You got Verona, you got Atalanta, you got Sassuolo. Get it done. Get it across the finish line. Otherwise, it's Inter. And, um, you know, better luck next year. But what do you think? You think they can get it done? You think I, Milan's going to get it done? I believe they can get it done. I believe okay. they can get it done. I'll be honest, for me, watching Milan against Fiorentina, that for me, yeah. that was a game that, that you had to win in midfield. And yep. they even have the late sub of Lucas Torreira, that we all know <laughs> the engine that Lucas Torreira has in any midfield. And Tonali. Tonali was stepping up, tackles, passes, voice yeah. on the pitch. He is yeah. the commander of and voice of AC Milan. I, and that's what I love when I watch AC Milan, is to know that I'm watching a player that possibly, if he's consistent for five, six years, like ten years... AC Milan yeah. legend right there. And Teo Hernandez, he often doesn't get sp spoken a lot, but Teo Hernandez is no doubt in my mind a top three left back, world-class left back in the world. If he was in the Prem, he would be talked an awful lot more. But AC Milan, take over time, improving the squad. We might see yeah. AC Milan ascending to the Champions League and doing something great because Serie A needs that. Serie A yeah. needs teams that are competitive in the Champions League and not just relying always on Juve because Juve right now come on it's not looking good with Allegri and the football is yeah. it's it, 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 it it's it's yeah I'm not feeling it but I was seeing something very with Serie A and yeah for me it's it's interesting and for me it's a reason why Serie A is having this uh, lack of growth in my opinion and it's a lot of the managers in Serie A, they're all Italian. They're all Italian. And all the top eight teams of Serie A, you have Sarri, Allegri, Pioli, Spalletti. Mourinho yep. is the only mm -hmm. non-Italian manager. Mourinho. Yeah. And Mourinho has a past in Serie A with Inter. So, like, right. I feel like Serie A needs to accept, like, different types of coaches, different styles of football, maybe getting a Tuchel. Maybe getting you you, you know so yeah, yeah it's so yeah. it's let's see let's see it, it, it's that's that's gonna be that's gonna be tough because I feel like that's been the Italian way for years yeah uh, build build from within uh, it's kind of similar to, to Mexico um, mm. in that sense where you just don't see well you you never really see Mexican bosses leave anywhere everything's within Liga MX but anyway mm -hmm. Syria you're absolutely right there is Shevchenko still in a job or was he let go of? Uh, um, I think he was let go I'm not so sure about that I think that. he might have been yeah. let go but he would have been another uh, but also he's got history in Syria yeah um, he kind of knows what's going on there but uh, I'm with you yeah uh, Juventus is one. It was nice to see some of the players get... They're going through a lot of injuries right mm -hmm. now. They're going... I mean, come on. Chiesa's gone. Uh, I'll be very candid. Mm -hmm. uh, Zakaria, that signing has not necessarily yeah. panned out the way I thought it was going to. 
Um, he has definitely underperformed since going there. Uh, Weston McKinney's out. Um, I'm sure there's a whole lot more uh, added to this list, but uh, mm-hmm. it's going to be, at least we can look at it and we can say Syria is going to be a, a race, mm-hmm. a fight to the death every year between mm-hmm. three, four teams. Because the majority, I mean, the only ones that have the biggest question marks, mm-hmm. it's going to be Napoli, right? <laughs> You're losing in Insignia. You've got uh, Mertens. Mertens is mm-hmm. older. Uh, you've got a big old, like older court. Yeah, you've got Alif Elmas. You've got uh, who's the guy that's coming Osimhen. in that dribbler from? Uh, yeah, uh, you've got Osimhen. You've got Co- yeah, yes. I don't is Very that I don't know if you player. said it right, but uh, I'm I'm with yeah. Georgian winger, right? The yes, the Georgian Kavarchkiliar, right? Bold name, he, little... yeah, and it was interesting for Napoli to get him because it shows yeah. that Napoli excellent scouting because. He's a great talent. So they had a 6-1 win in which they they were having a tough time. And they got to have a win like that, especially when Juve, Juve Mm -hmm. needs something, a salvation for this season. And getting a top three with all that was happening with Meretti. I want to I want to shout him out. 18 year old midfielder mm-hmm. there, like pretty good, played really well. And Allegri, I was I was surprised of, of him putting there Meretti. So yeah. highly involved in the game. And Bonucci went bold, and he's bold with two goals and getting that win that Juve absolutely needed. And yeah, that's a team Juve that I'm very curious to see what's going to happen in the next transfer window because they're getting funds from Kulu and Bentakur. And yeah, Dybala's going. Yeah. A lot needs to happen inside and out. But yeah. But 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 Juve can uh, they can get a little bit of a consolation prize if uh, if they pip Inter for the Coppa Italia final, um, which is coming up. So they still got, I believe, they still have a final to uh, to mm. fight for. Um, but yeah, I mean, how long do you think uh, this is going a complete different turn? But you mentioned Jose Mourinho earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, if, if he doesn't win, it's just so weird. Like, we're talking about AS Roma. They're not even in the fight. Yeah, you've gotten decent performances from Tammy Abraham. Uh, I shouldn't say decent. Amazing, amazing performances yeah. from Tammy Abraham Zaniolo. this year. Nicolo Zaniolo when he's healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, Cristante. You know, some of these other guys. Pellegrini. Great. Zaluski is definitely one that I think needs to be a part of whatever rebuilding's happening mm-hmm. there in the future. But I don't necessarily no matter what you throw out there in Roma, I don't see how Mourinho builds a title challenger out of Roma mm. anytime soon. Uh, do you? I, I mean, I don't I don't see a way there. I agree, but it's not by getting Sergio Oliveira. That's, that's, no. I, I think <laughs> when not. they get Sergio Oliveira, it's like them saying, we want to fight to get a Champions League spot. But it's, I, I feel you. I feel you. Like, Roma needs to be eyeing that, that that's Serie A, definitely. And those Champions yeah. League spots need to be a guarantee because, yeah, it's the history of Roma. But I, I feel you, Breton. Ever since the Rossi's just... gone, Totti's gone, yeah. like Roma has missed that identity. And I think yes. they, were, they, were, they were leaning on Mourinho, bringing back that passion and culture. And it's true, ever since Mourinho left Man mm-hmm. United, I think he's been unlucky too in, in his jobs at Tottenham and at certain given moments. But, like, mm-hmm. he could have won a trophy for Tottenham. And he got sacked, like, the week before yeah. that final. And I was like, come on, you did Mourinho dirty there. So, it's, uh, <laughs> I do think, he, uh, I think he's having a dip in his managerial career. But let's see what yeah. happens. And I think he's going to coach Portugal. I, I, and yeah, yeah. I have... Because that's what... 
Right, yeah. and that's what I was getting at. That's what I was it's getting at. Because... Exclusive info that Mourinho does have in his mind, a hundred percent, that he wants to coach Portugal one day. I can guarantee you that. I can. Gar- Alex wasn't. You were in. You were invited over for dinner. <laughs> no, but people. <laughs> so yeah, it's I know, it's I know. Uh, Mourinho really wants that to happen. And I believe that will happen too. So if 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 if, if he leaves Roma, what's where is he gonna go? Is he gonna go to I, Turkey? I like George Zuz is being said, he's gonna go to Fenerbahce. And Turkey, we know we have a new champion in Turkey, which is Trabzonspor. Big up to them. I saw Hamsik is there. I was like, yeah. what? Still winning. So, Still doing it. Yeah. Unbelievable. 38 years without winning a title. Trazonsport, the mm-hmm. streets were filled. And I love the passion of the Turkish fans because they are bold. Beziktas fans, Fenerbahce, Galatasaray, and Trazonsport fans. So big up on them. Big up. And the, and it, there was, I think it's Abdelkader Omer. Who is one of their young one of their young stars that uh, has intrigued me, but has fallen by the wayside these last few years because of injuries. Mm-hmm. But he was a vital part of that last run to the title, and it is nice. It's nice to look in Turkey and see different teams winning it, True. which you know, unlike other places. <laughs> but you've had what is it, Basaksa here? Yes. I, hopefully, yes. I said that correctly. They, fun, they won. Big they, yeah, they had they, the big funding and then they had a big fall uh, <laughs> beyond that. So we'll see what sure. happens to Trabzonspor because I honestly believe that they they have a core that could yeah. win it for years to come. So we'll see if it's a new new big one uh, in Turkey. But man, I was not expecting you uh, to, to go to Turkey <laughs> after going from uh, from Jose Mourinho to that. But because uh, I was like, George Zouj, like, where, but and it's to Vishka. I was like, I was seeing the stats yeah. and it was like a winger Vishka, nine goals, 12 mm. assists in Super League. Adam Vishka, like, yeah. Oh, underrated he's, player. Wow. He's been good for them for years. Sheesh. Yeah, man. So all right, well, where, where else do you want to go? Yeah, that's a great highlight for them. Um, third, I didn't know it was 38 years. That's massive. 38 years. It's something worth mentioning, too, that we forgot to mention was Mo Salah did get the award of the Football Writers Association. That is a big-time award. And Declan Rice got that third position. I want to highlight that, too. And <laughs> if there's a move, I see a ton of people saying that the Chelsea takeover, the next owner, guarantees as like a a marketing move gets Declan Rice or Harry Kane so yeah I I I had that in my books and Mo Salah has 190 games 100 uh, 119 goals and 47 assists so that is 166 goal involvements oh yeah so that's amazing that is just amazing the Egyptian. I, I I've got somebody that can match that though. Mm. Okay, you know we we sort of talked about Eric Ten Hag a little bit, and man, are we going all over the place right now? Yes. But Eric Ten Hag showing up Manchester United when he showed up at Ajax. Okay, Dusan Tadic was already amidst you mm-hmm. know the largest contributors, and it only continued and then some when Ten Hag was there. Yes. But Dusan Tadic. Okay, he has played 124 consecutive games, 124 consecutive league games for Ajax in a row. Okay. And overall, you ready for this? Because we're talking goal involvement numbers. 180 goal involvements in 190 total appearances for Ajax. You got to remember that that also takes into account the Champions League. 
right? It's not just Farmers League, Eredivisie, whatever people want to call it in the comments. Anything that's not the Prem is apparently a Farmers League. <laughs> but considering where he was going mm-hmm. career-wise at Southampton and how it was kind of starting to mm, ebb and flow, what a revival, mm-hmm. right, for a Dusan Tadic, a, a guy that it means everything to Ajax now, mm-hmm. means everything to Ajax. And on top of that, he's got Serbia in a prime position to have one of the best World Cup outings in their history. So Versus Brazil. Versus Brazil. Yeah, man. Gotta get by them. <laughs> That's gonna be good. Like, like please do revenge for us, Brazil, for Portugal, man. Because, come yeah. on, Neymar. I want him to go bold in those matches. But, yeah, you mentioned Eric Ten Hag, too. And I saw a big news, okay? Gerard Romero uh, saying that Frankie yeah. de Jong is uh, Eric Ten Hag's priority for that center the de- defensive mid position at Man United. And let's be honest, we've spoken about this and Donny yep. with Frankie at United, that would be such a good piece to start and we all seeing that news about Lewandowski yep. going to Barca. <laughs> so those funds come in very handy. So if they can sell I s- but Elanga, I saw that Elanga can be in the um, in the negotiations. The, the deal, swap oh. deal, yeah. interesting. It's McTominay. I think McTominay. I was like McTominay, McTominay, yeah. but it was McTominay and Elanga, the players that Xavi had interest, rumoredly by Gerard Romero, and twelve point five million Lewandowski. That's how much he gets at Bayern, and he is willing to get a pay cut to go. To Barcelona, and if he's willing to do that, he's he's welcome because Laporta needs to do great business. Because yeah, oh, hold on, you're saying Gerard Romero is reporting that Xavi has interest in Scott McTominay? Uh, yeah, in a swap deal, and the two players that Barca has interest is Elanga and Scott McTominay. <laughs> um, I'm gonna call BS on that one, but we'll see. I'd we'll get see. funds, I mean, as you said. I'd get funds. Yeah. I'd get funds yeah. instead. But yeah, uh, definitely. I, I like Scott McTominay. I don't see Scott McTominay in La Liga. I don't see him with Barca. Uh, so he better be going. Oh, I don't know somewhere else after that. But agreed. that's agreed. that's really interesting. And the other, I, I see. You know, obviously the Eredivisie, you'd you'd expect it to be rated in mm-hmm. some capacity. Uh, bringing back a very familiar name like Frankie De Jong, if it's mm-hmm. possible, makes the most sense. If you've got the backing, which they very much are, he's very much going to have the backing. He wouldn't have signed if he didn't know he was going to have the backing. <laughs> um, but yeah, Tyrell Malasia, you know, a bunch of these. But this is what I keep keep thinking about, right? This is what I keep thinking about. Okay, if if Klopp is here. If uh, Pep is here for the next several years, and these guys are going to be duking it out because they've built their infrastructures over years, Mm -hmm. right? It wasn't flash in the pan one year Liverpool became good, right? It wasn't flash in the pan one year City became good. No, no, no. It's been built over years. United's literally at the starting point of this, Mm -hmm. okay? There's going to be so much roster turnover. I I would rather see him take his time and Give more of a chance to the youth academy. Mm-hmm. The youth academy that gets touted um, left and right. The guys like Mejbri, mm-hmm. um, seemingly a, a good place until you can find maybe the next Frankie De Jong if he's not there already, mm-hmm. right? Guys like Garnacho, who we're going to yes. talk about in a second, who made his debut 
understandably so. Guys like Shola Shoratiri, mm -hmm. guys like Charlie McNeil. There are there's a great, great, great core. Mm -hmm. Is it a core that can compete for Champions League? No, but bring them in the door, get them on the pitch, get them surrounded by the vets. Yes, probably Frankie with some, with one of these guys. Donnie. Have them platoon. <laughs> yeah, with Donnie, yeah. I, I just, you're not going to win the Premier League in the next one to two years. Eesh. Sorry. United, I... you're not winning the Premier League in the next two years. The sooner you get that through your head, the sooner you'll be able to build an infrastructure where three, five, seven years from now, you can compete for a decade to come. I I I I get where you're get I get where you're coming from, but I just want to give hope, man. <laughs> I uh, just want to get. But it's I get you. But if there's a co a club that has mad yeah. money, it's United, and they have it the funds to accelerate that process. If if it all goes with the right decisions, and that's why mm. I'm I'm leaning right now. I'm leaning more on you, but I if yeah. Eric Ten Hag this summer. Is like okay, gets this player. Julian Timber gets, I. Yeah. But I agree, definitely for United fans. James Garner too. I feel like him. Yeah. He, he managed to get two assists right uh, just last weekend. Yeah. And yeah. Mejri, I think Mejri will be involved because something with Eric Ten Hag that is very good is his squad rotation. Like he he's yeah. really good with that. And the fact that Haller does uh, plays has Brian Broby. He got and he went to snatch him up again. So he really <laughs> wants to. He really wants to play the youth, and it makes sense. It makes sense. So did did Brian Brobby ever really leave? That's what we have to ask ourselves. No, that, what what a weird that was between really Brian weird. Bro, Brian Brobby and uh, Ilyx Mariba. My my goodness, the True. two most mind bending transfers uh, of the last couple years. But I'm with you. I mean, Yuri and Timber obviously coming to Manchester United mm -hmm. would be amazing, but. The Eredivisie is not the Premier League. True. Um, the the amount of talent that's in the Premier League, I, I, it just it's mm -hmm. gonna be a transition. So okay, call me a practic practical. I don't know. Call me a practical person. Call me a cynic. Call me whatever you want. But the same way I feel like Xavi's rebuild of Barcelona is gonna take some time, regardless of how much money they can raise, give them, <laughs> how much money Spotify is giving them. It's the same with United. It doesn't happen overnight. Newcastle's hey. already accepted that. Barca's Newcastle's already accepted. Barca's is not the yeah. same. You reckon? You reckon? No, I don't. I, obviously, it's not the same. There's, there's no. It's not the same. But there are parallels. Mm. I mean, we're we're coming out of a little bit of a scarred fan base. Mm. Okay, to throw all this weight behind, you know, Gavi and Pedri and Ansu Fati being back on the field again after his fifteenth injury this year, mm -hmm. it seems unrealistic to put all this on the shoulders of them right and at least in united's case you're right there are vets there are guys there's de Gea. there's okay there's ter Stegen. there's there's some parallels mm -hmm. for sure but what i don't necessarily like is uh, you know at barca and we've seen it with how many of them have gotten injuries how many of them are out right now even their role players are dropping like flies like nico uh he's mm -hmm. out the rest of the year too yes. so there's just a lot of things there's realities that that need to be traversed before Barca goes on to become, you know, it ain't going to be a reimagining of Messi, Suarez, Neymar. It's just not. It, it, it really is not. Um, so what is it going to be that's going to be different? And Real Madrid, I, I don't know. It's We could talk about this for hours. 
Um, but it, it I, I does it fascinates me. I get you, but I do think that Barca they're gonna win something. They're gonna win something soon. I believe in this Xavi rebuild, and I the something too that I saw that bring me yeah. a bit more hope too with United was Ralph Ragnick will stay as a counselor for Man United, <laughs> and he's rumoredly gonna be the Austrian national team boss. In the meantime, at the same time that he is doing the counseling. Yeah, what does that what does that tell you? It tells me. What does that tell you? It's good advice. (laughs) It's good advice (laughs) because Eric Ten Hag needs people. He needs people. He needs Michel (sighs) van der Gaag in the staff. He needs a guy like Van Persie on the field with him. Yeah. And I I, and Ten if and if Ralph Ragnick helps with the transfers, like I think that's just another plus. Another plus. I mean, I'm. I, I'm I'm with you, but like, how much? What does that say to the the United fan base? Like, so I'm gonna stay on in my consultancy role. Mm-hmm. I will stay on in my consultancy role, but in the meantime, I'm also gonna go uh, coach a national team. I'm gonna coach David Alaba in whatever years he's got left, and uh, you know, bring on the new Austrian generation in the same time. You're not necessarily a big enough challenge for me, or worthy of my full time. I don't. Call me again a cynic. That's how I feel about that situation. Mm. That's how I feel about that situation. Wouldn't you want a guy, if you're going to be a consultant, wouldn't you want a guy that's going to literally be, you know, the the soundboard, uh, the guy that works and gives, works to give Eric Ten Hag everything he needs in terms of talent identification, in terms of, you know, tactical um, I think you'll do soundboard. That. I, already I, think I'll, I think you'll do that. I think you'll do that with the Austrian job still because, like, a coach like Ralf Ragnick, yeah. he's been in the game for, like, 10, 15 years properly at Leipzig, Salzburg, so many of these development scouting clubs. I'm with you. I feel like he already yeah. knows those players and he'll be like, look, my advice is for you to watch a player like Nkunku. My advice is for you to check out Pau Torres, like Guardiol, like players that, for us, it seems obvious, but at United... Like, from what we've been hearing from the past few years, it's not too obvious as it seems. So, but I yeah. feel you. I feel where you're coming from. And for a Man United fan, I think it'd be the healthiest to think like you because the expectations would be, like, not the, not the, not the highest. And for Man United fans, they seem to be on a roller coaster of emotions. So, yeah. it's, it's, it's been a hard time. It's been a hard time. It really has. We need to get like Mark Goldbridge or somebody on the uh, <laughs> on the podcast. Ask him what he thinks. Like unapologetically, I'm sure we could just go listen to his podcast. But uh, but it's we could talk now uh, about like Wonder Kids because if know. Ralph Ragnick is gonna do something, he's be suggesting those Wonder Kids. Yeah. And woo, I gotta start by saying City, the team from yeah. Manchester, getting that talent identification. Both strikers. Got a hat trick this weekend. Erling Haaland, mm-hmm. he still lost 4 3 to Bosham, and he got a hat trick, which is mind blowing. Okay. And Julian Alvarez with a hat trick and an assist. And these two big boys are going to be next season at Man City. So scary yes, times. Oh, unbelievable. I mean, it, it was nice to see Julian Alvarez kind of explode because he's been a little little reserved playing for River, but man, it was a 7-0 win against Sarmiento, and he was every bit incisive, and it looks to me like that he mm-hmm. he could hit the ground running when he gets to City. Mm-hmm. Um, but the most impressive player in that game was actually not Julian Alvarez, because mm-hmm. I got to see a little bit of it. The most impressive player in that game for River was 
Enzo Fernandez, who is 21 years old, midfielder, surprised he hasn't made the leap yet. I think he had a couple assists, but he was part of everything in that game. Um, he could press, he played. It's just, mm-hmm. he is a guy that if, if, United missed out on Alvarez, mm-hmm. right? If there ever was interest, and there should have been interest, but if there ever was interest, they should also be looking at River uh, for Enzo Fernandez and get him before other people get him because he is one that I think could do very, very well in the Prem, but it's more likely he goes to Serie A La Liga. Um, but he's definitely uh, one to watch for sure. Julian Alvarez, though, hat trick. Uh, Erling Holland, like I said, hat trick. But what I loved seeing about that Dortmund ridiculous loss to Bauckham, 4-3, mm-hmm. was Jamie Bino Gittens. Jamie Bino Gittens looks every bit, yes. maybe not the next Sancho. You can't call him the next Sancho. But he looks like he is going to hit the ground. I keep saying that. Hit the ground running in Germany. He looks like he's going to play an outsized part next year, mm-hmm. next season for them. And um, it, it's it, he played wonderfully. Um, six dribbles, one had a couple key passes. He's impressed people all the way up, and he would have been doing it sooner mm-hmm. if he did not get injured the Fuck. moment he got over there, Fuck. right? Mm-hmm. Yes. And so. in the youth league, like he came back from injury, and straight away yeah. off the bat, he was like, "I'm gonna go to the first team." You could feel yep. that confidence with him. And that's what I love about English talents, as it seems, in Germany. It's uh, it's like they have something to work for. They really have this, um, as if they have something yeah. against them. You know, Jude ship Bellingham. on their shoulder. Exactly. Yeah. The ship on their shoulder. Exactly. Yep. They got to prove themselves. And the dribbling on this kid. The dribbling yeah. is something that I... The moment he gets that decision-making right... Oh my days. Like Sancho more creative. Jamie Bino Jittens more of a <laughs> more of a skillful yeah. winger in which like if you're a defender, you don't want to go up against him one on one. And oh, I yeah. think too it's so sad for me like this season seeing how poor the Dortmund defense is and Nico Scottelberg the player with the most tackles in the Bundesliga is going to be going to Dortmund, as it seems, and Nicola Sule yeah. too. So Dortmund has solved their issue at the back for next season. So I'm very excited to see that. And what makes me sad is I'm excited for Dortmund next season without Holland. Yeah. Without Holland. Yeah. So yeah. It, it can be bold for some people, but I think Dortmund next season will be better. I think they will be oh, better. Well. Uh, but I'll tell you what, I mean, their, their decision-making when it has, has come to mm-hmm. how they spend their money, because every year they sell off their players, mm-hmm. uh, they get good funds in, their decision-making has definitely gone down some, Yeah. right? Down some. So if that trend continues, mm-hmm. um, I mean, we might be looking at Leverkusen up at second, Bayern first, as always. Uh, and and Dortmund starts, uh, you know, fighting for third to fifth or sixth or whatever. Because mm-hmm. uh, while I love Nico Schlatterbeck, mm-hmm. and he has been one of the best defenders, if not the best young defender, okay, no, one of the best young defenders in the Bundesliga. Mario. That was too bold. Mario. Yeah, <laughs> that was too bold. I I I, I corrected myself. I get you. Uh, but just getting those bodies in the door doesn't mean they one keep them healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's obviously the the most. Uh, uh, that, that's the biggest thing they have to figure out. True. Right? You can't blame it on the, the, the physios, but at the same time, 
what the hell is happening? <laughs> exactly. Why is every player in that 11 spending ridiculous, abnormal amounts of time in the physio? It makes no sense. You should um, be asking that as an American fan, which you reign I know. Because this I know. is the icon. He's the future of the U.S. So come on, Dortmund. Nah, but I believe, I believe he's going to work out at the end with Dortmund. But I agree. Yeah. If it doesn't, it's, it's definitely because of those injuries. And I it wanted is. to shout out here. Two players in the Portuguese league. The one is, you you hear a lot, Darwin, yes, yes, Darwin, Darwin. But Darwin <laughs> has 34 goals this season and four assists. So Darwin Nunes is right now only two goal involvements away of getting to 40. And this for me, seeing how he's playing, it guarantees me, okay, I, I'm going to put myself in the line here. I literally yes. believe there's no place but the Prem for Darwin Nunes because of the goal okay. involvements, the style of play, the physicality. I am sure he's going to the Prem. Now, to Arsenal, Where? United, Tottenham, I Newcastle, it's I don't know. But I people, believe me, believe me. So I, I could be putting myself out there, but <laughs> I really I believe. mean knowing, is is the is the amount of goal involvements that he has this year. Does it change his price much? A lot. Uh, compared to where it was. So yes. if that's the case, that kind of narrows it down, no? I mean, yeah. uh, I think Arsenal, from from a who-needs-what perspective, makes the most sense. Mm -hmm. But I could definitely see Darwin Nunes in a Newcastle shirt. I, I could definitely see that. I, I yeah. could see it. I would. I would be. I would be. I would be conf more confident maybe if it was Newcastle one more year, but I Fair do enough. believe yeah. that the money can be said to convince Darwin yeah. because we are all seeing how Newcastle's playing, and considering how they're playing after the January transfer window, they must yeah. be in the top. Let's say top seven, eight teams in the Prem. Like I think that's that's acceptable <laughs> because yeah I think that, that they yeah, saved I think their it, season. You look at, like they did how they, that was a miracle yeah. if you see it like with the with the amount he spent in the transfer window, like I I yeah. was I'm I'm shook and Brungi Marange again, no doubt in my mind man Brungi Marange is one of the best midfielders in the prime and he's just arrived he's just arrived and it it's mind blowing. For me to see Arsenal not getting a guy like him for the amount of money that Newcastle spent, man. It's it's just mind-blowing. So, I think it's it, a David Silva-type move for the future for Newcastle. So Yeah? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it's, the one thing that I was very interested in, and maybe it's because I didn't get to watch a whole lot of Lyon mm -hmm. the way I would have liked to have watched Lyon, was whether or not he had that, like... You know, th th there's an air about a Brazilian player where you, you almost feel like you don't get that grit and determination unless your name is Casemiro, you. you know? <laughs> um, and, and while I feel like that's completely, you know, that's just wrong to overgeneralize in any way, shape, or form, there you. was that feeling with Bruno heading into it, like, is does he fit the tune mold? Does he fit the Newcastle mold of literally fight uh, tooth and nail? And um, that has been put to bed. Uh, I have pie on my face for sure um, from my predictions about whether or not he would hit the ground running there. And uh, by, I think you're right. I think if you look at the actual statistics and how many points people have gotten mm -hmm. since the Newcastle takeover, Newcastle's pretty flipping high up there. 
And I don't see any way they'd go down with the spirit that they've actually built there. And they've barely started adding pieces. True. Barely. True. Okay. I still think Chris Wood was a waste of space and a waste of money. <laughs> uh, and Burnley's going to wind up probably surviving anyway, but whatever. Um, no, Newcastle is going to be fun and, to watch next year. And if you can get Bruno in the mid and you get Darwin up front. Uh, Paqueta. Uh, Paqueta. Paqueta. Uh, I'm a fan. I'm watching. <laughs> I like Paqueta too for them. So it's it's yeah. interesting. Another player too that if I was Newcastle, I'd go get him. And I wanted to mention him too because he's for sure going to leave Leicester. Telema, who yeah. is going to mm. get Telema? Like the number is 25, 30 million. Whoever gets him is going to get a phenomenal deal. Let's imagine if Newcastle snatch up big boy money move, Telema, Brungimaranj. Come on! Yeah. The difference yeah, he would huge. make. The difference. Absolutely. Real Madrid, Absolutely. I think they're the, again, the, as it seems, they are the top contenders by the bookies to get Telema. Yeah. So, Arsenal. I mean, uh, yeah. Oh, well, Arsenal liked him previously, yeah. right? I mean, Yori Telemann is definitely, I think it's pretty clear. Mm-hmm. He's run his course at Leicester City. Mm-hmm. He's run his course at Leicester. And I still remember the look on my face when I... <laughs> heard that Leicester had beaten a bunch of different signatures or a bunch of different teams to his signature. Mm-hmm. I mean, this kid coming out of Anderlecht was like considered whatever. And yeah, okay. He's, he's met some goals there, mm-hmm. but like Leicester city has definitely fallen a mm-hmm. little bit. Okay. Yes. Here they are. They're in the conference league. They're in the semis. They have a chance to make it to the finals, I agree. but still it's, they're, they're inconsistent. They're tough. I it, I think Fofana's run his course. F- yeah. The Fofana injury was like a deadly blow for Leicester because it was like head, it was yeah. like the hope at the back. There was, everybody was yeah. like, they sold Maguire, and now for how much are they gonna sell was there? But it's still a talk. How much are they gonna sell Fofana? But that injury uh, took a ton of momentum off that team, and I was hyped. Me and you, we were hyped because Pastendaka's there. Like Harvey yep. Barnes seems to be a really good super sub player that's involved yeah. too. Like Ian, not even this kid. Yeah, yeah, and Kiernan, uh, Kiernan Dewsbury Hall has actually done pretty well for them. So I, I honestly think Leicester can, can move mm-hmm. forward, but they likely are going to have to move forward with out mm-hmm. and they're going to have to figure it out. And who knows? I, I haven't heard the name in Didi. Have you heard the name in oh, Didi in like yes. six, eight months? Like what's? It's so uh, You know, I don't. I know, and Sumare. I, I honestly be- thought that that was going to Man, so be sad. one of the signings of the Premier League season, and uh, it, it obviously is not. And now we're all t- we're all talking about not Sumare, but Monaco with Paul Mitchell. Yeah. They got the deal. They got Chouameni, and they have Fofana. Mm. And yeah. like, I don't think they miss him honestly, because they're doing pretty well with this duo in midfield. Right. And yeah, the other transfer I really wanted to say in the Portuguese side it was Darwin. And the other player I know is going to move is Pedro Porro. Pedro Porro is going to leave Sporting. And the talk is or Real or Athletic Madrid. And I can tell you, both these teams, whoever signs Pedro Porro, they'll be signing a bargain. A bargain right now. Just not like Nun Minch. I think the potential Nun Minch is, as a left back, extremely high. But Pedro Porro as a right back is an excellent snatch for 25-30 million. So that yeah. is a transfer that you guys should be looking at. Because Pedro That Pol- sounds Yeah. It, it sounds like Atletico Madrid. Yeah. Um He's written the- all over it to me. <laughs> Trippier. I don't know. Trippier going to Newcastle. Gone, yeah. Yeah. 
I feel it. I feel uh, it too. I feel it too. But but there's no doubt. There's no doubt Real Madrid needs a right back. Uh, <laughs> Donny Carvajal has been every bit a... Well, whatever. We don't need to talk about that because we've gone through. But Pedro Porro, yeah. Uh, he, he had some injury issues this year, yes, right? Yes, he, he had an okay. ACL. But uh, but he, he's yeah. back. He's back. Okay. He's yeah. back. All right. All right. Well, I mean, I don't think we can go any further. we got to stay in... Mm-hmm. in Portugal for a little bit. And I know we were talking about Darwin <laughs> earlier, but if we're going to talk about Benfica, we got to got do this because Benfica, after yes. three misses, after three UEFA League Youth League final, uh, they didn't just win it. They didn't just win it. They destroyed <laughs> Red Bull Salzburg. Absolutely destroyed. Uh, deserved. I mean, uh, there were guys that I know you've talked about a lot, mm-hmm. but Martin Neto, um, Henrique Henrique Arrojo, I'm I'm screwing up all their names. No, you're not. But man, did they put in a show? Chernador. I mean, all of these guys. Uh, oh, yeah. Who's the the center back I told you about? Antonio Silva, mm-hmm. keeping Roko Simic quiet. Um, it, it was just a wonderful game in the UEFA Youth League. Uh, and after three tries, after the 2017 literally mm-hmm. loss to Red Bull Salzburg, of which João Felix was a part of, um, his his brother and the rest of his crew end up getting it done. Six nothing, yeah. man. And but the thing with uh, with Felix was like he was involved, yeah, in the last final, yeah. and Ugo came on. And he won a penalty straight away. Uke Felix, That's man. 18 yeah. years old, playing really well for Benfica under 19. And he today, today, had his debut for Benfica B in the Segunda Divisão. So big up to Uke Felix. I hope wow. his improvement keeps on going up. And yes, Bretton, you mentioned the talisman. I'm going to say it. All these players, obviously, Benfica winning. A lot of Portuguese players are there. But the best player, in my opinion, in that Benfica team is an Italian midfielder, Cher Endur, that plays at the 10, but he's so yeah. big, man. I, I, I think that like, he should be an 8, maybe, box to box. Yeah. Because, oh, yeah. my days, the tackles, the interceptions, the creativity. He is legit people. Trust me. Remember the name. If he doesn't play for Benfica first team next season, he will play mm-hmm. somewhere first team football. Shed and dude, okay? The future of Italy. And I legit believe, Breton, he is going to okay. be, he's got definitely the potential to be an Italian national team player. Definitely. I, from what I saw, I, I 100% agree. And, 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 and then some. I mean, his size, sure. he had speed. He, yeah. Yeah, the he was he was everywhere. I mean, hell, I I think he could even play at the six if he wanted yes. to. I mean, he he yes. looks like a guy that can be molded into. You, you get a legendary, you know, manager. You you get him under him, mm-hmm. and he he's gonna find a way to to bring everything out of that kid. <laughs> and I gotta say, um, in attendance was a certain Luis Figo uh, <laughs> watching that, but also in attendance was the Benfica boss, right? Their caretaker boss, Verissimo. Yes. Uh, um, but it's going to be Roger Schmidt next season. Roger right, Schmidt right, right, right. Leaving PSV, okay. and he'll be trusting yeah. the youth, as it seems. And yeah, even David Nerj, it's rumoredly that he's oh, going yeah, go yeah, yeah. to go uh, to Benfica. And I'm co- I'm going to complain to Benfica saying, you should go get Marc Santonio from Shakhtar. Yeah. Okay, that yeah, would please. be a proper signing. Like David Nerj, yeah. I love him though. 
But you have mm-hmm. Embaloj, you have Diego Moreira. This is the other name, Sherendur and Diego Moreira. Remember the name, people. Winger, absolutely incredible. Watch those highlights of Benfica in the youth league. There's a pass done to Enrique Araújo, that another player you mentioned. Great man, Diego Moreira. So, Martinez, yep. Diego Moreira, Enrique Araújo, Sherendur, Antonio Silva, Rafael Rodrigues, Pedro Santos, so many quality talents here, and I'm dying to see what's going to happen in the future for Benfica. And yeah, it's looking very, very good. Very. Well, very I'll tell you, <laughs> you, you've got a new boss coming in yes. at Benfica. You probably you're not obviously not catching second place. You're not catching. You're mm-hmm. not falling below fourth place. Oh, so you're no. in third. Mm-hmm. You're in third. Benfica. Mm-hmm. What what's the likelihood that? Some of these guys actually get their debut before the end of the year. Uh, yeah. no, I mean, why not? No likelihood. You don't I, think so? I think it's going to uh. be very difficult for any of these players to get that. Because Benfica, there's a thing with Benfica that is they have a need to win. There's a lot of demand. Like with Sporting, with Porto. Porto too does demand. But Benfica, the fans, the man winning 100% because they're just used to it. They're just used to it. So it's extreme pressure. And I'm actually very curious to see what Roger Schmidt is going to do because the president of Benfica now is Rui Costa. Rui Costa, former AC Milan legend, Rui Costa now is the Benfica president. And he did a bold move by getting Roger Schmidt because my decision would would have been Leonardo Jardim or mm-hmm. Marcelo Gallardo from River Plate. Uh, yeah. So it's... It That's can, a big one. <laughs> yeah, that, that would have been... Because I don't that know where that manager is going to go. La Liga? I know. La Liga? Yeah. Like, because... Yeah. yeah. We might have to put bets on it. Like fake bets or something. We have to have like a live Twitch. Where is Marcelo Gallardo going to go? Because, yeah, he needs to make a move at some point. Seven zip the other day against Sarmiento. Um, yeah, but Roger Schmidt... Mm-hmm. At PSV Eindhoven, I mean, he brought in Noni Madueking. Yes. Right? Uh, Cody Gakpo has done phenomenally mm-hmm. under him. Um, so, yeah, you're you're right. He's he's going to rely on his youth. But Benfica mm-hmm. doesn't, across the board, necessarily, they're 11, mm-hmm. doesn't exactly look no. or exude youthfulness mm-hmm. as it stands. So, it'll be... Uh, uh, I think I'm, Benfica I'm should trust really the youth too. more. I think they should trust yeah. the youth more, considering that... Maybe if they would have, maybe Jetson, Florentino, these players' mm-hmm. careers would have been a bit different than it was. So, so uh, I think I feel like Benfica, let's see what's going to happen. But Florentino is still there, and I still think Roger Schmidt can make something happen with him. So, people, put down below if you got any predictions for next season for Benfica, Sporting, and Porto Liga Nosh predictions. Go bold. And, yeah, do you have anything, Bretson? Any last... No, I think we we covered a lot. Um, I mean, all we have to do is just wait for these second legs of the Europa League, of the Conference League, of the Champions League. We will have our final set, and I'm sure we'll be talking about that. I think we did forget, though, to mm-hmm. say, and and I, you and I both talked about this last week. Yes. How amazing it is. Okay, Barcelona. It's great mm-hmm. to see the men's side doing what they're doing, yes. coming back. Fighting through the narrative that they're over. Guys like me, buttheads like me that are saying Chavi can't do it as fast as some people think they can. But let's take one last, just one look at Barcelona and let's take a look at the women's side. Yes. Because what they did recently 
89,000 for one game, 92,000 for the other. I, I think they they've well, yeah, like what what is it like 27 games in a row or I don't know how many games in a row, but they are undefeated this year and they are in the Champions League final and um it, it's it's cool to see. I mean, we lo- we want to see football progress everywhere, all across the planet geographically yes. and definitely through the sexes, men, women, and that Barcelona team is doing something insane right now and if you don't know what it is go look up barcelona women's team because the only question i have to ask is how are the the, the, how is the spanish women's team not winning every damn tournament considering (laughs) that barcelona's core is obviously spanish Mm -hmm. although they do have they signed up several they they did do good transfers didn't they last last off season they did. They did. And but the, ninety-two thousand going to support them, man. Ninety-two thousand. Um, true. and it's the biggest women's football attendance on the planet. On the planet. Big respect um, to Barca, man, and it shows. Absolutely. For a, for a yeah. club to really strive, it's the culture. <laughs> it's the culture and the Barca culture. With the women's team now, you can see they have that, 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 that majestic, that mystique. And Alexia, yeah. I've seen the tape, and oh my days, the best Alexia. woman in the world playing football, in my opinion. Alexia of Barcelona is bold, and we want to see many more bold players just like Alexia. And yeah, excellent show. For sure. Excellent show. And like yeah. teams like Leon, they're really good. PSG, PSG, Leon. They're, they're well, very... the next Levante? next U.S. I think Levante yeah, the, 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 too, right. The next U.S. Women's National Team um, star that nobody's talking about is uh, it's Katarina Macario, uh, and she plays for Lyon, and it's Lyon that will be taking on uh, Barcelona in the, in the Women's Champions League final. So um, Macario is uh, she's she's a beast. She's only just catching on. She doesn't have the same mystique that mm-hmm. Alex Morgan or Abby Wambach or Carly Lloyd. Has and that's probably a good thing, mm-hmm. um, but uh, yeah, I, I just felt I didn't know where we were going to categorize it. I know you and I wanted to talk about it last week because they're. By, by the way, Barcelona is going to need all the support they can get because they just announced all the renovations happening to Camp Now, and they will be playing in a different location. So um, I think smaller capacity, so that's they're so going to need all the support they can get in the coming months, coming years, uh, because yeah, it's it's renovation time in Barcelona. This so, real passion all around. There. This real passion. There like, and, and, the, and the thing here, too, is like for Barca, I see a load of fans saying, oh, we support, I support Real Madrid for the males and I support Barca yeah. for the females. So, like, you can see, like, there's the, just the backing. They really feel like uh, Barca women is a catalyst and they're making, uh, having a huge impact in the world of football. And it's beautiful. There you go. It's beautiful. It Tell us, people, down below anything about women's football that we should learn, sites that we can see, things that we can improve upon. Like, I, I, I want to know, people. I want to know. And go bold in the comment section. And anything we've missed out, please put down below episode 54. Do not forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel and to like this video. If you're here listening until the end, it's because you sure enjoy our content. So drop that like. It helps us a bunch. And go awesome. bold. And if you can, visit fcwonderkid.com. That, that's a huge help for me and Breton too. And we really appreciate you guys going bold there on fcwonderkid.com.